I am going to uh, go over a few halachas of the laws of um, Second, hold on. Okay, I just want to go over a couple of halachas that are pertinent to the meal that we're going to have on Shavuos. Everyone is familiar with the Jewish custom to have a dairy meal on the holiday of Shavuos, but not everyone is familiar with all of the halachas associated with this and the reasons for the custom. There's a sefer that was written about three hundred years ago by a uh, someone who's contemporary of the Ramah, the famous Ramah who wrote uh, notes on the Code of Jewish Law, in the, he wrote a book called the Teres Chaim. In Teres Chaim, he writes a very interesting thing about why we dairy on Shavuos. There are many reasons given. One reason given by Mishnah Brura is because since it, Hashem gave us the laws of, of kosher, and so difficult after Hashem gave us the laws of slaughtering animals, so how are we supposed to slaughter animals and eat them right away? So therefore, it was much easier for everyone to eat dairy, so they eat dairy. But Teres Chaim says something very fascinating. He says, the angels told God that we want to get the Torah. And in response to their request that they want to get the Torah, God said to them, you're always complaining about human beings. You're always saying that the human beings don't keep the Torah. But you guys were on earth, you angels were on earth, and you didn't keep the Torah. What do you mean? When you went to go tell Abraham and Sarah they're going to have a child, so Abraham fed you dairy and meat. So you ate dairy and meat together. So the Torah's Chaim says, in order to negate the claim of the angels, we specifically have a dairy meal and a meat meal, and we eat them in an appropriate way, sort of as a defense to the angels who accuse us and say that we are undeserving of the Torah. So it's not just a, a, uh, something that is uh, a, a custom to do because uh, it says that the word um, chalav is numerically equivalent to uh, 40, representing the 40 days and nights that Moses was at Mount Sinai to receive the Torah. Uh, and chalavi is numerically equivalent to 50 because uh, there was 50 days of the Omer. Tomorrow night is the 50th day since we started counting the Omer. But according to Teres Chaim, the eating of the meal on Shavuos is sort of like a defense to the accusation of why we deserve the Torah in the first place. And as it says in the Hayom Yom, that the day of Shavuos is similar to Yom Kippur and similar to the time we build a Shefer on Rosh Hashanah in the sense that God uh, gives us a special um, protection from anything that from any, any accusations of any angels uh, that try to pr- prevent us from being deserving of repenting for any lack that we had in Torah study. The Talmud Yerushalmi says that in all of these holidays, the, the sacrifices that are brought on the holiday are called sin offerings. But on Shavuos, they're not called sin offerings. Why? Because in the merit of accepting the Torah, accepting to study the Torah, take upon yourself the yoke of Torah, God says, I consider it as if you've never sinned, therefore they're not called sin offerings. So it's important to know exactly how to have this dairy meal so that we do this in the right way and it becomes a source of merit and blessing. So let's go right to it. A couple of halachas. Um, First of all, 
there is a discussion about when to have the dairy meal. Some people think that it's okay to have a dairy meal on the first night of Shavuos and have a meat meal on the day of Shavuos. And there's an issue with that because there is an obligation to have uh, meat, it's a mitzvah to eat meat on Yantif. And that mitzvah is for every meal of Yantif. There is a discussion, an argument between the Shagasarya and the Magan Avram about whether the night meals of Yantif are biblical obligation or not. So the Mogan Avram says there is a biblical obligation, and some say that there's no biblical obligation to have the night meals, just the day meals are a biblical obligation. The Torah says to rejoice on Yantiv. Does that mean to rejoice in, on, during the nighttime as well, and to have the meal of Yantiv as, at night as well? So according to the Mogan Avram, there's a biblical obligation to have the meal of Yantiv at night as well, and therefore certainly uh, you, have to have, uh, you have to have a meat as well to, to celebrate with... Um, you have to drink wine and eat meat. And although the Altar writes in the Code of Jewish Law that the real mitzvah of joy on Yantiv is only achieved by eating the sacrifices of Yantiv, we don't have sacrifices. However, since the Torah says that meat is associated with joy, therefore it is a mitzvah to eat meat on Yantiv. Of course, if someone doesn't like meat, or of course, if someone um, is, for health reasons can't have meat, they have no obligation to have meat on Yantif. However, if there is no uh, health issue and you just prefer to have dairy instead of having meat, you should still have a meat meal and still have wine on Yantif. And so that goes both for the night meals and for the day meal. You have to have also meat. It's not sufficient just to have a dairy meal. You also have to have meat. The previous Rebbe was one Shabbos. The previous Rebbe was told, I mentioned this a few months ago, he was told that there is no uh, chant. is there's no chant to Shabbos. So the previous Rebbe said that grace after meals. And after he finished, finished the grace after meals, he was told that there is a chant. So instead of just eating the chant, he washed again, in order that the meat should be eaten during the meal of Shabbos. Therefore, he washed and ate the bread again uh, before having the the chant, which seems to indicate that. According to some opinions, like the, the Marshal, Yamshel Shleimai, who he says that when you eat the meat during the day of Yontif, after you finish the dairy part portion of the meal, then you should wash and have bread. And then after you wash and have bread, then you should have the meat meal. You, you, it's sufficient for the dairy part. The dairy part doesn't have to be eaten during a, a, uh, a, a bread meal. Although some people... Uh, infer, since the Torah says that you're supposed to have the Torah says that the sacrifice on Shavuos was two breads and therefore there are some people that are, are very careful to wash twice two breads, they wash first the dairy meal and then they say the grace after meals and they wait the appropriate time and then they have the, the meat meal and they wash again but technically uh, there's no obligation to wash twice, it's sufficient for the first meal to have mizonos you make Kiddush, you have to have something that's Mazonas to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush. And then you say the grace, you say the ala micha and ala gefen. And then you go and you wash for the meat meal. But technically, you don't have to really wash, as long as you wash once. You are obligated to eat bread on Yontif. You have to eat, by every meal on Yontif, you have to eat a little bit more than two ounces of bread. Uh, you have to eat about 56 grams by every meal of Yontif. Besides wine, you're supposed to have bread. 
So whether or not the meat has to be consumed during the during the meal or not, there's a discussion. The previous Rebbe was careful to do that, but there are other opinions, opinions which say that uh, it's sufficient just to have the meat sometimes, so you could wash for the dairy meal and to the after blessing, and then eat, just eat a piece of meat. That, that's some that say that's sufficient, but the, the Yamshel Shleimi, the Marashal, says that the meat meal should be specifically during, uh, after you've washed. So, um, when you have the meat meal, uh, you need to uh, make sure, if someone else is having dairy, to have a sign that on the table so that, so that you're aware that they're eating dairy and you're eating meat, not to mix up the two, so, because it says in the Code of Jewish Law that in the laws of Yeridea and Peiches and Peites, it says you're not allowed to have on the same table dairy and meat, and therefore you have to have either eat on two separate tablecloths or one on the tablecloth and one on the table, but there should be some kind of uh, noticeable uh, way to tell that, that uh, they are, that you're eating two different foods and you shouldn't, if you know the person, you, may, you shouldn't be prone to uh, tasting from what they are, they are eating. It's forbidden to make bread uh, that was uh, with, with milk, period. You now I'll make bread with milk, and the reason for that is, is because it's, it's, it's impossible for people to tell whether this milk, whether this bread has dairy in it or not, and therefore now I'll make bread with milk. However, the Beis Yosef says that if, 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 it's not, if, it, if it's not made in a way that's obvious to everyone that this bread is dairy, and it's not sufficient that it's enough that the baker knows that it's dairy, it has to be something that everyone knows. Like, for example, they have these, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, knishes, that if they're, if they're triangle, triangle knishes are dairy and square knishes are, are meat, so everyone knows that the, that, this, that the dairy knishes are triangle and therefore they won't mix them up with, with meat. Or if, it's, if, it, if the dairy part of it is protruding out, so then there's no problem either. However, if you make bread and the bread is not noticeable, if it's dairy or if it's meat, you can't, you can't do that. And if you did it already, it's a problem. You can give it away to a non-Jew, but you can't eat it. The only way you're allowed to eat it, according to Beis Yosef, is if you only made enough bread for one meal. But if you made more than enough bread for one meal, it's not okay. The Ramah is more lenient. The Ramah says it's sufficient to have enough bread for... sufficient. If you're all allowed to make bread for one day. One, enough bread to be eaten in one day, according to the Ramah, it's allowed to be, you're allowed to make bread with milk as long as it can be consumed in the very same day. Uh, when you serve bread for the dairy meal, the bread that's on the table should not remain on the table for the meat meal. Because since when you eat bread, you end up using your fingers, so uh, you have to take the bread off and have different bread for, for the meat meal because your, your, the bread is going to have, your, um, your hands are going to, uh, which are touching the dairy, are going to make the bread uh, dairy as well. And therefore, even if you didn't touch the bread, Shulchan Aruch, it says, that whatever bread is on the table during the dairy meal cannot be consumed by a meat meal. This is not the same halacha for salt. For salt, it depends. If it's something where you people take the salt with their fingers out of a serving thing, which, which people take with their fingers, then that certainly can't be used for a meat meal. If it's, something, if it's a, if a, uh, a uh, uh, salt shaker, so what, it's not, it does, it's from the strict letter of the law, many people are stringent to have both a dairy one and a meat one, but from the strict letter of the law, it's kosher to have one for both. It's not like bread, which is, 
which is assumed that you're going to touch the bread with your fingers, and therefore it's forbidden to have bread that's used for dairy to also be used for meat. Same as also with salads. If you have a salad that people are using their forks directly into the salad bowl, into the main serving bowl, so that salad bowl, although it's not dairy, it's going to have, you won't, you won't notice, you put your spoon into, the, into your plate and you put it into the olives, and the olives, although you can't see any dairy in the olives, there's definitely something dairy there because you put your spoon there, which had dairy stuff on it. So if there is indeed only one serving spoon that's used for everybody, and it's not known to using their own forks or spoons in it, then it technically is okay to be used for the meat. But again, you have to be careful because very often someone forgets and, and they put their, their, their fork or spoon into the serving, uh, sal- serving uh, plate or um, bowl. Um, how much time, what do you have to do after you finish uh, having your milchik meal? And now you want to have your meat meal. How long do you have to wait? So the, so the Rebbe writes in a letter that he heard from the previous Rebbe that the custom is to wait an hour, but he doesn't know, the Rebbe said, if it's something which is only meant for people in a high caliber, uh, people skula, or this is an instruction for everybody. Certainly for everyone, um, after we have meat, we wait six hours before we have dairy. And after we have dairy, in the Code of Jewish Law, it doesn't say an exact time of how, to, how long you have to wait. Someone... People say you have to wait a half an hour, but it doesn't say that anywhere in the Code of Jewish Law. The reason people say a half hour is because by other things, it uses that, that, that time amount. When the Mishnah uses the word samuch, samuch means 30 minutes, but doesn't use the word samuch regarding meat and, meat and milk. And therefore, that um, is a, uh, it doesn't have a source. The 30 minutes doesn't have a source. What does it say in the Code of Jewish Law? It says between milk and meat, you should do what's called kinuach v'hadacha. What is kinuach v'adacha? Kinuach means to taste something, which is not like bread, which is itself something which is soft and sticky uh, and sticks to your teeth. Rather, you should have something which is a little harder that to cleanse your teeth. And besides eating something, you also have to wash your mouth and wash your hands before having dairy, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, before having meat, rather. Rabbi Forkash uh, uh, has the opinion that Brushing your teeth is also sufficient. Doesn't say this in other achreinim, um, but he says that just go by the logic of the halacha. Logic of the halacha is that you have to clean your teeth well. So if you're not allowed to use a toothbrush which is wet on on yante because it's is a issue of schita, but a dry toothbrush you could use between the dairy meal and the meat meal, and then you don't have to worry about. Um, eating and drinking, just the toothbrush itself, dry toothbrush itself, using it well to clean your teeth is also sufficient. Um, so that's what it says in the Code of Jewish Law. And the only time, the only amount that it, do, that it does say in the Code of Jewish Law to wait is six hours if you have a certain kind of cheese, Parmesan cheese, which lasts, the taste lasts for a long time, uh, then you have to wait. But if you have a regular cheese, then you don't have to wait for six hours. Instead, uh, waiting for, um, according to this custom that there mentions, you would wait for an hour, or according to the other custom, just to clean out your mouth really well before um, having the, uh, the meat. Another thing is, according to the Mishnah Bruda, you could have the meat in the same meal as the milk, as long as you wait the amount of time, or you clean your mouth. According to the Zayr, after Rebbe mentions, and the Shalom mentions, that you have to... Um, eating a different meal. 
you cannot have meat and milk on the same meal, even if you waited for an hour between the meat and the milk, it's not sufficient. You have to say the after blessing first of the milk of the milk meal, and then have start a new meal for the meat. And people are wondering, well, you're saying a blessing for no reason. It's not a blessing for no reason. There's a reason. The reason is that you're not allowed to have the meat and milk in the same meal, and therefore you specifically have to say the after blessing for the uh, milk, and then say the new blessing for the meat. Um, okay, if you have, just one more point, um, if you have, if you have uh, something that was cooked with meat, something was cooked with meat, so Allah is, that has the same status as meat itself. And you have to wait six hours after you have this thing which is cooked with meat. You have rice that's cooked together with meat. So the rice is considered exactly like the meat, and after the meat, you have to wait for six hours. However, if you have just something which is cooked in a dairy dish or in a meat dish, so then you don't have to wait for six hours. As long as you've finished the... Uh, you have a, a um, you have a tea that was made in dairy, and you just finished having a steak. So after you, even though this tea was made in a dairy cup, it's still you're allowed to eat it as soon as you finished the meat because it doesn't have the status of dairy as long as there's nothing dairy in it. Although it was made in a dairy kalim, although it was made in dairy utensils, it still does not become in the same status as something dairy, just you're not allowed to have it at the same time as something that is meat, especially if the dairy utensils were used that day for, um, for dairy that day. So therefore there's a taste of dairy in the utensils and then, then therefore you cannot eat them at the same time with the, um, with the meat, but you could have it again uh, right afterwards. Um, I think that's all I wanted to share tonight. Okay. Um, any questions, comments, or criticism? Tomatoes or cucumbers? All right. Thank you very much. Charles Hashem should help. We should be should see the Torah with simple optimius and with joy and inspiration, and we should celebrate Shavuos in Yerushalayim and Akedas Mashiach Tzakeinu.